to Horrible Time with Anth. That's me. And Pebble Dash. That's me. <laughs> Good, hun. How are you? Good, good. Awesome. What's been happening? Are you looking forward to going back to work finally? Oh, yes. I can't wait. So, Anne has a job in a cosmetics company. <laughs> um, and he's been off for ages. So, he's looking forward to going back to work. And I'm looking forward to getting the house to myself so I can <laughs> finally get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance of me finding a dark strap man to kill me while you're in the house. No, that's true. I cramp in your style. I know. So what are we talking about this week? This week we've got some news for you. Mm-hmm. But we're also doing a little mini dive into some films by the Suska sisters. Oh, great directors, terrible actresses. <laughs> it has to be said. Yeah, we'll talk about that a bit later. Yeah. So what's the news, Bat? Oh, so this is really exciting. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is getting Halloween treatment. So it is a direct sequel to the original is coming out. Mm-hmm. And it is focused on old man Leatherface. Mm. Mm. So the deal is quite scarce at the moment, but they are bringing back Sally, the original final girl. Yes. But the actress Marilyn Burns passed away in 2014. So oh. they've recast her with a Alwyn Foray what? <laughs> Alwyn for Ray Ray. <laughs> You're making that up. I am, because I can't pronounce the name. Let me see this name. It's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. For Ray Ray. Ferrari? Ferrari Roche. <laughs> oh, I love Ferrari Roche. Me too. I used to love the mint ones back in the day. Mm. Well, she's got a gorgeous Irish name, but unfortunately none of us can pronounce it properly. No. I'm sure somebody will correct us. Please, please comment and give us the phonetic spelling. <laughs> yeah, because I just don't know it. Sorry. That is exciting. So is Sally... So if it's going to be, quote-unquote, old man, mm. Texas Chainsaw, mm-hmm. is this actress older that's been cast? Yeah, she's older. She was in Mandy. I can't remember. I think she no, was, was like Mandy, one of the... the one with Nick Cage. Yeah, didn't watch it. Yeah, but mm. I tried to, and I didn't like it. Sorry. Yeah, fair. I mean, Nicholas Cage is doing his little thing just now, isn't he? Mm. He's living his best life. He's doing all these weird independent horror films. Yeah, it's quite good for him. Actually, I remember a really old film with him in, and he plays this businessman who thinks he's a vampire and it was quite weird it was called kiss of the vampire and okay. jennifer beals is the vampire but it kind of like makes you think is it all in his head or is he actually a vampire he like suffers a psychotic break so was he a vampire it's ambiguous to whether he was or not Ooh. Mm. I mean, I'm still not going to watch it. No. <laughs> it's Nicholas Cage. I don't want to see his face, do you? No, we don't want to see his face. That's cool, though, that they're doing the, the kind of Halloween treatment with Texas Chainsaw, because I love Texas Chainsaw. I really like it. I also hope that they do it in the style of the original Texas Chainsaw. So 
not all the deaths on the screen, etc., really pushing the psychological effects of it. Well, from what I've read, they said that they're going to do, like, the grainy effect on the camera work still, mm-hmm. so keeping it still, like, gritty and yeah. dark, not, like, modernised. Because I can imagine Leatherface hasn't really modernised himself. Yeah, if he's kind of backwards, not part mm-hmm. of modern culture and society, mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect so. It'd be cool if he's just still in that house. Yeah. Ooh. Cutting people up and making bets. Oh. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> Oh, so a new novel by Katrina Ward called The Last House on Needless Street is getting a film adaptation. Uh, Andy Serkis is to produce it. So Stephen King has really, like, critically lauded this book. Mm-hmm. He says it's really amazing. Um, and it sounds really good as well. It's about a guy and his cat, his cat, yeah, who move onto a house on Needless Street. But he's got severe mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And his daughter comes to visit, and then there's like secrets and a serial killer, and it all combines to form this mystery. Oh, mm, so it's like horror-y, crimey. That sounds mm. good. And if Stephen King's backing it up, yeah, his quote is on the book cover. Oh, amazing! Mm. And Andy Serkis is that Gollum? Yeah, the man who Fab. makes films. So great. Yeah, it makes films, but isn't he ever in films? Yeah, he's <laughs> rarely in them, is he? He's just, like, CGI'd. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Mm. Oh, I'll keep my eye out for I might read one. the book, actually. It might actually make me read a book for once. Well, I mean, it would just be nice if you'd learn to read you old enough, do you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> As we said at the start, we're going to be doing a little bit of a chat about the Soska sisters. Mm. So we've recently watched two of their films, mm-hmm. American Mary and Rabbit. Mm-hmm. I preferred American Mary. I preferred American Mary as well. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that when it first came out and I really enjoyed it then. I deliberately didn't watch it. Because I feel like the advertising, yeah. <laughs> the way it was advertised, the all the promotion for it made it look like a really rubbish B-movie about a nurse. Mm. Like it was very fetishised, and I get, I get why now, having watched it, but it didn't, none of the kind of promotion for it really related to the movie. Yeah, it was very much just like her on the front poster holding the saw with the arms crossed. Yeah. It was like, oh, how is this American Mary? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It gave me, like, Nurse 3D vibes. Yeah. So I was a bit put off. But I did watch it, because you obviously really liked it. <laughs> and I actually really enjoyed it. Mm. So what did you like about it, then? So, female lead. Mm-hmm. We always like a female lead. We especially do, yeah. when they're good. And Catherine... Isabel can be hit or miss, but mm. she was very good in this. Um, I, I enjoyed the kind of the reversal of how general power is and patriarchy and things like that. I enjoyed that female perspective of fighting back. Mm-hmm. I like that it was about body modification because it's something that I'm interested in, obviously, years. Um, <laughs> and... I liked the way the story played out. I felt like 
you were able to connect with her even although it was kind of brief what the before mm. it, I was find it easy to connect with Mary's character yeah um I liked the setting I liked the way it was filmed I liked cinematography I think it looked really clean and modern yeah I liked some of the effects so not all of them I liked <laughs> the effects on the Betty Boop looking character yeah I thought they'd done that really well and just I I feel like the explanation of female sexuality and other people's well men's perceiving for understanding of female sexuality mm. so obviously there's a woman who has her nipples removed and has her vagina mostly closed up yeah because she wants to look the way she looks for herself and doesn't want to keep being sexualized by people yeah so i thought that was a really cool take on it it was really different what about you what do you like about it well i really enjoy Catherine isabel I first saw her in Ginger Snaps years and years and years and years ago. Uh, She's kind of grown into a screen queen, Mm -hmm. arguably. And I really enjoyed her in this. Um, I thought she brought a really good nuance to Mary because she's quite aloof. Mm -hmm. And she's really deadpan and I enjoy that kind of humour. Yeah. Um, Like it's highlighted when Beatrice turns up to her work. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing here? And I'm just like, that is so funny, because that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. It's a very female-driven film, which obviously I enjoy a lot. Um, quite, like, disturbing in some places, but not the body modification. The The rape scene is pretty, like, ugh. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of see Mary's, like, psyche kind of, like, go all over the place mm-hmm. which I enjoy as well and the body modification gives her the power mm-hmm. because she comes respected but also feared yeah yeah um I really enjoyed Beatrice I thought that actress was amazing like really 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 good because it's funny do you know what I mean it's like funny yeah because it's Betty Boop but she really does it well yeah she really does because it's uncomfortable as well. Yeah, because it's not the best surgical work that she's had done. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, a, it's supposed to be like that intentionally. Yeah. But the way she moves, the way she talks, is, it's really good. Yeah. No, she was really, she was really good. Mm. I think the only th- the thing that kind of I didn't like about it is the arc that they gave the the woman who surgically removed her nipples, Mm. um, the arc that they gave her husband. Yeah. It felt pushed in at the last minute Mm -hmm. to kind of make way for the end of the film. Yeah. Um, He literally appeared, like, once in the film. Yeah, you see him in a photograph. Yeah. Because Beatrice goes, oh, that's her husband, but she's got many boyfriends. (laughs) Gold. Um... (laughs) And then he turns up right at the end and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And he's unhappy, obviously, that mm. she's had the surgery done. And then he goes after Mary. Yeah. But, like, immediately. Yeah. Appears in Mary's house, stabs her, and the stomach and rips 
obviously up the way while he stabs mm. um, to make it a difficult cut to heal. And I really enjoy, spoiler alert, I really enjoyed it. Mary died in the end. Yeah, me too. Because we're so used to, but we're so used to final girls. Yeah. People surviving and making it out and having a lovely life after. So I like that this had a really bleak ending. Yeah. Would you say it's a feminist film? I definitely think that there's a level of feminism mm. in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it can't help but be when it's made by two females. Yeah. And it's a very female-centric cast. The mm-hmm. most important castmates are the three women. Yeah. Um, it could have been made without any of the male characters and kind of been the same movie other Agreed, than The Killer. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it was... a. Uh, like bang you over the head, this is a feminist movie. I think it was a, a quote unquote palatable feminist movie, mm. which makes it easier for people to take in and digest. Yeah. And I think when obviously we're gonna get onto Rabbit, but I think that continues into Rabbit as well. Oh a hundred percent. Yeah. So Rabbit was a completely different movie. It was. <laughs> from American Mary. Um, it's a remake of, is it David Cronenberg? It is David yeah. Cronenberg, yeah. The original, we've watched some scenes from it, and it doesn't look great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not aged well, but it was, it was, I guess it was okay for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell us a bit about the story of Rabbit. So Rabbit is about a, a lady who is a fashion designer, but she's a bit like, kind of alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a bit meek, a bit mousy. And she's got like a, an adopted, adopted yeah. sister, foster yeah. sister, foster sister. Sorry, um, who is a model and is like chic and outgoing. So there's a contrast already. Yeah, because she'd obviously been in a car crash with her parents when she was younger and had scars on her face. And yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, um, and she's kind of like bossed around by her boss, who is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about him in a bit, but he's so funny. Um, and she ends up having a really bad motorcycle accident, mm-hmm. which basically destroys the lower part of her face. It's pretty graphic. And um, it's really well done. And it's really well done. Um, and obviously she has to adjust to that. And she's offered experimental stem cell research. Mm-hmm. So she takes that up and she becomes quote-unquote beautiful again. But she does find a confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, However, it comes with a drawback. (laughs) (laughs) Which sets up the whole entire movie. Is that basically like a scratch or a bite from her can turn normal people into feral zombie-like people. Yeah. Mm. And she has bits in her body that she can't control, parts mm. of her body. So extra sets of teeth. She's got a succubus under her armpit. Mm. It's surreal. Yeah. And never really fully explained. It's sort of explained at the end, but it's kind of a convoluted explanation. Yeah. So yeah. you're still a bit confused. I I actually enjoyed it. Mm. Didn't think I was going to. When you told me that she had a big thing under her armpit, I was like, well, that sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this does not sound like my kind of film. But actually, she was quite good. She was a really good 
actress compared to everybody else in the film. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And I think it was cool. To me, it was almost the opposite of American Mary. And this film was more about the horrors of modifying your body in any way. Mm. Using you obviously this was using treatments as opposed to straight up body modification. But she ended up modified and it was bad yeah. in this film. It's almost the the antithesis of American Mary. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Which I found fascinating because it's made by the same people. Yeah. So it, it it's intrigued me more in the Oscar sisters because it shows me that they're able to see both sides of the coin. Yeah, because American Mary was arguably like dark, like the way it was shot, the way it was filmed, yeah. like a darker palette. And then Rabbit is quite bright and visually, mm-hmm. like really bright. Because it's obviously it's fashion. fashion and yeah. also just that with the body modification kind of thing or body horror mm-hmm. running through the both of them. And the original, obviously, Mary used body modification as revenge, but yeah. also used it to help people to feel like they'd become their finally fully evolved selves. Yeah. Whereas in, what's it called? Rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> Whereas in Rabbit, it was using this newfound treatment with stem cells and actually adapted her bodies in ways outside her control mm. and caused problems for her. Yeah. And... You're right, it does get a bit convoluted at the end. The The guy who she works with, who she's attracted to, is involved with the doctor somehow. Yeah. It, it did get a bit convoluted at the end. It, it went a bit west. But <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I really liked it as well. The only thing that I thought was bad was the thing under her arm. It was a bit... <laughs> it, was, it was a long pink tube sock, wasn't it? Yeah, like I think it's effect. supposed to be, like, sexual. Yeah, and it was the way phallic. you see it, like, open. Yeah, it was it's very phallic and like, stuff. Oh. <laughs> but it was... Yeah, I don't think it was very well done. If you look at, if you look at the effects of her jaw and her face when her mouth had to be... So good. Stuff, that was amazing. Yeah. And then there was this big pink tentacle thing. It just didn't look as good as the rest of it. Yeah. But... I felt like as much as we liked, so we loved American Mary, we loved her as a character. Yeah. Even though she was aloof, I felt a, a, a sense of endearment because she'd been through this traumatic rape and we understood where it come from. Yeah. I didn't find the main character in Rabbit as likeable. I don't think she was as likeable either. But I think that's deliberate. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I disliked her. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think she had the same, like, pull as Mary did for me. Yeah. Because I very much relate to Mary. A bit absolutely. <laughs> You're a psychotic freak. <laughs> <laughs> but she was good, though. Uh, this lady, I, I don't know the character's name. I can't remember her. <laughs> Something so blonde and Canadian. Um, I just remember the model name, Chelsea. I remember her. Yeah, and she was English, and she was called Chelsea, original. She wasn't bad, but she was very Emily Blunt and oh my God, the she Devil looks Wears like her as well, doesn't she? And she does look a bit like her as well. Like I had a double take at first, I was like, how have they got Emily Blunt? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um but no overall really good. And I think I think it's two good bodies of work mm. from the Sauce Sisters. I think their eye, their eye for detail, I think their storytelling and what they want to share with the world 
mm-hmm. is important because it's it's very feminist. It's very entrenched in feminism. Mm-hmm. It's very entrenched in kind of real life. Yeah. Obviously, yes, there's all these extremes within it, but it's the first one is a woman who's been raped and is out for revenge. The second one is a quote-unquote ugly duckling and the danger in seeking beauty. Yeah. So very similar in that way. I wish that they wouldn't put themselves in cameos. <laughs> in American Mary, they play German... The demon twins in yeah, Berlin. Yeah. Not great. No, sorry, ladies. I love you, but you're not that great. Yeah, um, love them, but no. They were fun in the in Rabbit though because they were just vapid. Yeah, like they were just like assholes, so they were pretty fun. That that was more fun. Yeah, but still no. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, that's not for me. But I kind of like it in a way because it's kind of like their weird continuity, like. Yeah. Because you noticed that they used the same music in American Mary and Yes, Rabbit. in American Mary and in Rabbid, they used first, Ave Maria. Yeah, at first we thought it was lazy, but maybe it's their like, continuity. Yeah, because in the first one, it was used to syncopate against Mary's skills becoming better. So the first, it's, it's used three times, I believe, in American Mary. Mm. And the first time, it's a kind of screechy version, it's not very clean version the second time it's a bit cleaner and then the third time it's beautiful and that's Mary's reached her peak yeah. and then in this it was used at the end of Rabbit again yeah and it was a it felt eerier because of the situation at the end of Rabbit so obviously she's locked up in this glass cage very mm. Hannibal Lecter vibes which yeah. I appreciate <laughs> uh, so yeah that might be something that they do yeah they might use it in older films kind of in their like universe yeah, absolutely. But I would definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of like body shock, body horror, it's very worth checking out. Or if you're a fan of um, feminist themes in films. Yeah, in and horrors, both, both are very queer. Yeah, I would definitely say they're very queer. I would totally relate to them. Yeah, I think there's some level of very clear queerness. So obviously like in Rabbit the fashion director is obviously gay so and fabulously <laughs> calm. He's very the MC from Cabaret. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what he reminded me of through the whole thing. Um but it's also got two strong female leads and yeah. the that female eye which also I think is easy to relate to your queer experience. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I would 100% recommend that everybody checks them out and checks out the Oscar sisters on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, this has been a camp we chat back. Oh, it has. So, we're actually recording three podcasts today. So, we're going to go and have a coffee and then we're going to record another one. Oh, I'm excited. Oh. I'm not telling you what it is. We're not telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope everybody had an absolutely horrible time and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. You can follow the podcast at A Horrible Time Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow your host Anthony at Anthony Detro on Twitter and at Diamond Hardskin on Instagram. You can follow Pebble at It's Pebble Daps on Instagram and Famous Cut on Twitter. 
Recorded by Table and Hands, Mix and Master by Table Dash. Artwork by Graphic Design.